0: The voice without a voice this morning is fluently learning sign language and sitting next to me. This is your fill-in host, Martha Spencer. It's been a long time since I've been on these airwaves, but unfortunately our friend Don is having a little trouble with his vocal cords, which is a which is a, not a good problem to have in his line of work. So I'm here to help him out this morning on this cooler but pleasant Saturday morning. Hope everyone's having a great start to their day. We've got a lot to talk about this morning, a lot of fish and game news, a lot of updates You know, it's been, it's been a busy spring with all the changes going on, but it's starting to warm up. Folks are starting to think about turkey season, perhaps maybe getting out, slamming some redfish, quite a bit of those getting caught lately. And offshore things are starting to heat up too. As everybody knows, that is my area, and we're going to talk about that also this morning. We'll get some fish and game reports from the kayaks, your friends, Mike Gallo and everybody else. Well, to fill you in, uh, we've been very busy with Bayou Wild. Of course, we've got our new headquarters at Etouffee Restaurant in Covington. So if you live in the area, we invite you to check us out on Mondays. We go there from about 11 to 1 in the afternoon and hang out, eat some great food, talk and fish and game. And, And that's a new restaurant here in Covington, Louisiana. So if you are local, we invite you to come and check it out. Some great, hearty, authentic Cajun food. You've got gumbo, and, of course, they're very well-known etouffee. And they've been doing crawfish, too. Have you had any crawfish? I have not this year. Not yet. Don, nod yes or no. He says no. (laughs) We're going to be sending smoke signals soon. So maybe if you don't have your radio working right, you can look up in the air, kind of like the bat sign. But coming up this morning, we're going to have some great stuff to talk about. Of course, uh, you know, as I mentioned, everything's heating up, including tuna fishing. Uh, Lots of boats out there yesterday. It's the time of year when the big boys roll in. start seeing those triple-digit fish and people from the tri-state area around the region the Gulf Coast, boats from Mississippi, boats from Louisiana, boats from Texas, Alabama, bay boats, bass boats. You'll see it all out there, and some big fish are coming over the rails. Again, lots to talk about. We uh, recently had an episode of Bayou Wild. If you haven't caught it, uh, we try to promote a lot of different people on our show. And this past week, if you didn't see the episode, Savannah Hendricks, a 14-year-old girl, from South Dakota. We were up there back in November and uh, she's a youth ambassador for the state for hunting because she felt that the state didn't offer enough for the youth. And she actually commissioned uh, or petitioned to Christy Noem in the Senate to get more hunting for kids. She's 14 years old. She went and did this. She went all the way to the top and she actually was successful in getting some more weekend availability and more time for the youth hunting in South Dakota. Also dog lovers. That's an episode you don't want to miss. We did a feature on the dogs of bad river bucks and birds. And for folks like Don and I, I know Don has three lovely daughters, but he also has a couple four legged daughters too. And anybody that's got dogs, especially hunting and fishing dogs and probably those rabbit and squirrel dogs just now getting their breaks. They're like kids to us and they do a good job. So we have a nice little segment there. As always, we want to remind you to text your questions, fishing, hunting reports, just anything you want to chime in with this morning. The phone number is 504-260-1870. If you missed that, 504-260-1870. We look forward to hearing from you on our message board. Say good morning. Let us know where you're from, what you're out chasing this morning, if you're going hunting or prepping the camp for turkey season Maybe you're going out to catch some bass. I know those are starting to show up. We'll get a report on the uh, freshwater report and talk about the the big bass cash tournament going on as well. So send us those, and uh, we'd love to hear it. We'll be checking in throughout the morning, reading your reports. Coming up in just a few seconds, we've got our first report coming in down the road in Shell Beach from our friend Robbie Campo. We'll see what's going on at Campo's Marina, what's coming to the docks, and get his latest reports in just a few minutes. So stick around. We'll be right back with Robbie Campo. And welcome back. We are headed down the road to Shell Beach to check in with our buddy, Robbie Campo. Robbie, you know, it's not easy uh, doing a vocal job without a voice. So we got to give Don some kudos this morning for <laughs> calling in some backup because I know it's hard for him to do. But he's sitting next to me and I will relay all the messages. and He's listening in. So how are you doing this morning?
1: Oh, I'm doing great, Martha. Good to hear your voice back on the radio. Uh- Thank you. Uh, and, and I know Don Don was having it rough last week with his voice. I mean, that that is a pain in the butt when it happens, but uh, it does happen. That's Just right. tell him to sit there quiet, it's all good. <laughs> um, Easier
0: said than done.
1: Yeah, right. Absolutely, because a guy that's very talkative like Don is, I'm, I know it's hard to keep quiet. I know it's hard to keep – I'm hard to keep quiet even when I have laryngitis, so I, <laughs> I know how I feel. So, um, but anyway um, – this past week here, we're going to get our fishing reports. This past week, uh, Martha, it was um, it, it wasn't it wasn't too busy. Uh, we had one day, uh, Wednesday evening, that we had some guys catch some uh, speckled trout over in the Lena Lagoon area, and they were fishing a voodoo shrimp underneath a cark. Um, you know, for the most part, it's been it's been kind of blowing down here. Uh, last night we did see some rain down this way, um, but for the most part. Most of my guides that are fishing, um, you know, because this is where I get most of my information from, is my, my, my guides um, are going and doing the sheephead thing by the Long Rocks and in the rigs and around Breton Sound. Um, they do have some fish on the islands. When you could get there to go fi- go get in the water and wade fish them, um, you know, there are some trout there, but you have to pick your days to go there uh that's not gonna happen today. We have a twenty two miles an hour wind out of the out of the northeast. So <laughs> you are gonna be kind of in the yeah. right. You're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be up in the you know, uh up in the up in the marshes here today more than likely. Um but uh, there's still there's still a good chance to catch some fish today up in, you know, around that Ling Lagoon area, Saint Marlowe. We're gonna have a rising tide probably all day. Uh, like we did yesterday. It was very low yesterday morning, um, uh, and I think it's not too bad this morning. It's not near as low as this morning as it was yesterday morning, um, and I think that is due to the northeast winds blowing, blowing this water in. But I still think you could go out and go, you know, hide back up in Stump Lagoon area back there or, you know, just kind to have to find some clean water uh maybe up in engineers canal, get out the wind a little bit. Uh I, I do think you could catch some fish today. Um everybody's been calling and calling and calling and asking about live shrimp. No, we don't have live shrimp yet. Um the the shrimp are still <laughs> on the outside of Bretton Island in twenty five feet of water. Uh mm. I got boat I got some friends of mine that's crawling out that way, uh with big boats and, and the shrimp that's where the shrimp are. there's hardly any shrimp on in the inside in the sound. There's none – well, actually, there's none in the inside yet. Um, most of the shrimp are on the outside, and we don't have boats big enough to go out there to get them. So we just got to wait till they come back in, and hopefully that offshore wind will, will start bringing some back in soon because I know everybody wants them. Um, you know. And they, they are getting a few at a couple local marinas around here, but they're coming from Venice. So if you're looking for live shrimp, I heard Eddie Pinto's has some on Paris Road. And I heard also heard that uh Jack at Sweetwater had some I don't know, make some phone calls this morning if you're coming down this way, um if you if you gotta have live shrimp. Now i give you a Delacro report. Um did catch some trout over in Delacro. Um um uh, Captain Brian Epstein who could catch fish when Jesus Christ can't catch any. <laughs> this guy is one of the some of the best he's the best of the best at Delacro Island. Um uh Captain Brian Epstein caught fish down there you know, a couple days this week and did really really well over in that Lake John area. So they are catching some some speckled trout over there and he said the water was dirty. Uh Captain Lane Zimmer caught some trout over there um over in that Delacroix area this past week. Um and that that was on Wednesday also. So uh the, you know there are some fish over there surprisingly. They even caught them in the, on you know at that river water on top. So don't let the don't let that scare you with the dirty water over there. From what they told me, they said, Man, the water was like chocolate milk and we still and man they they caught like Wednesday they had uh, Captain Lane's them at fifty eight. So um that's a you know, that's a good sign of some trout are showing up back in that Delacro area. Hadn't seen something year. hadn't seen no activity in that area in a while. But plenty of redfish up in the marsh back over around Hope Dale Lagoon area and Lake Robin, so I mean, there are you do have options today. So one last question, Robbie, before we
0: let you go, yes, uh, we have got some people inquiring, and you're the man to ask about this Los Isleños festival. When is that happening, and if it's happening this year, do you know?
1: Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good
0: question.
1: <laughs> I don't. We'll have to look that up. I don't know up. because. Uh, you know, but I will find out. I tell you, I will find out. And if it does happen this year, it's usually around March is when it starts. Right. Uh, um, you know, it's up in March when it comes. Um, okay. Uh, but, you know, due to the COVID, I don't know if this is going to even happen this year. Uh, All but, right. Well,
0: that'll uh, be your I homework assignment you for I will next get week. Some
1: information. Yes. I, I got it. I'm, I'm on it. And I, <laughs> I, I All right, Robbie. I got on it, Martha.
0: <laughs> All right. All right, we appreciate the report, Saturday. and good luck to everybody headed down there. We will talk to you next week and hopefully have some better news.
1: Yep, hope so. All right, talk
2: all to you right. all later. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye, Robbie. We will be back with more reports coming in. We've got some text messages coming in. We'll get to those also, and we'll get to your freshwater fishing report, all coming up at 520. Stick around. Jeff Bruhl's Fishing Report is a service of Berkeley, a division of Pure Fishing. You know him for the Berkeley line of those awesome gulp baits for crappie, bass, inshore, offshore, saltwater, lines for all fishing, whether you use braid, mono, or fluorocarbon. and thousands of fishing accessories from catfish flippers to handway scales, fillet knives, anything fishing, Berkeley has it, a division of Pure Fishing. Good morning to Jeff Bruhl. We've got a hearty report coming in from you today. How are you today?
3: I'm doing fine, thank you. Yeah, we're going to talk about white perch, or crappie, however you like to call them. But uh, the report is for, for white perch. That's what we call them here on the North Shore. But I've had several trips at Chifuncta, and it's, it's been pretty decent. Uh, you know, what I can tell you is the fish are scattered, and they move in shallow, but they're only about three to six foot deep. They had not quite gotten a very shallow spot yet. And most of the fish I'm catching are, are male. <clears throat> and that tells me that... The spawn is just starting to gear up because the males move in first and make the beds, and then the females come in later. So I'm, I'm looking towards the end of the month to, to have a real peak in the spawn. Wait, did area. you say
0: that the men make the beds and the females come in later? This must only be with fish.
3: Uh, definitely only with
0: fish.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's typical. But, yeah, the bass are the same way. Some species, uh, the uh, the males make the bed and the females move in and, and later on and, come in only for a short period of time because most of the time they are the larger part of the species. The females are bigger, so they, it kind of protects them. You know, They're not there the whole time to be caught, so that's a good way to keep the fish supply going. But if you go Absolutely. to the other areas of the state, the smaller oxbows, bar pits, lakes, and ponds, they're starting to produce a lot of perch. Now, you get to the bigger waters, they're still a little bit colder. You can feel it sometimes when you go across like a chef pass you can feel that big large body is still a lot colder than the shallow waters in the back pocket so, so this why will be a little bit later later this year yeah i think everything's going to be about a month late this year All but right. uh, on the north shore yeah we're looking for lay down cypress trees in the back of the pockets or you know, kind of going into the pockets and uh like I said, we're in that three to six foot range where most of my bites are coming from and you just want to kind of stick and move they're going to get a few fish here one fish there but by the end of the day you should have you know a good dozen on the chipmunk is always a good trip
0: how deep are we talking
3: uh i'll use uh, the tactics i'll use a tight line like a 16 ounce jig and i'll drop it down around the trees and work it out to about the six foot depth and usually sometimes when you get it off that drop off they'll be there and then sometimes when you throw it up next to the tree and you know, maybe two to three foot of water they'll be, they'll be there I'm catching very few on quarks on the North Shore. So if you can learn the tight line, just bounce it off the bottom, swim it along, you you'll, should, should get some bites. But look for wood. They like to hang on wood and um, just use a vertical presentation when you get in these treetops. Sometimes they'll be at the end of those. So like I said, they're just kind of staging up, getting ready for the spawn. So it, it's fixing to be better as we go on and on. Now, if you get in a small pond or a bar or something like that you might go very shallow with a carp because they do warm up a lot the water warms up a lot quicker there and they might already be in full spawn because uh some of the water temperatures reports i'm getting in some of those pits are it's already in the 70 degree range so that that's good for them and they're going to start spawning even heavier there
0: excellent all right let's switch gears to talking about bass i know there's a lot going on there
3: yeah it's uh it's good reports, too. They're catching some big fish here and there. That's the same thing, spawn. Uh, the basin, The kind of bad news on it. The river's going to rise. The Mississippi's coming back up. And uh, the reports over there, it's been kind of tough because a lot of the areas got muddy in the basin and the barrette side. And all those reports over that area due to the muddy water have been slow. Now, you get around Chef Pass, the marsh areas. <laughs> the last time I went, about two weeks ago, after the cold weather, it was really tough. We, we caught fish, but Water temperature is still in the low 50s, but that should improve with the sunshine we're going to get the next week, uh, and that should be in full force by the end of next week with all the sunshine and warm weather we're going to get. Uh, if you are uh, looking Pearl... for water temperature,
0: what what what's an ideal temp? If you're, I mean, obviously you want to find clean water, but what's a good temperature for bass?
3: Uh, most spawning for even for the white perch and bass is 58 to 62, and that's that's a stable temperature. So like when you drop the boat in the water in the morning if it's 58 to 60 and it maybe rises to 62 during the day they're going to be spawning somewhere not all of them but there'll be a good spawn going on with that water temperature you know we had that blast and it dropped everything down low and it's just taking time to get back
0: we got any events coming up
3: yep uh march 18th lot one thursday evening events start off at 5 p.m blast off and then lunkers and liars uh March 28th at Lock one is going to be their next tournament on, a, on a, I think this might be a Saturday or Sunday weekend tournament, but their Thursday evening starts uh, March 18th. So we've got other events around and we're going to have a good time fishing tournaments this spring. So everything looks like it's going to warm up and we should have a nice rest of the season.
0: Well, one quick question from my uh, very quiet co-host next to me. I heard you went on a quail pheasant hunt. We want to know how that went.
3: No, I'm going this morning. I'm actually oh. going up to uh, with some uh, rural cousins. We're going to a Covey Rise, and they got Wait a mixed bag. Yeah, mixed bag to shoot. I've never shot a pheasant or a chucker, and we're gonna see if I can knock one of them down. I think I'm I might can get a pheasant.
0: Pheasant is probably one of the tastiest game birds you're ever gonna eat. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. So make sure yeah. that you tell everybody else that they they're terrible and that they want to give them. You know, if they want to pass, trade them for quail, take those pheasants.
3: They're tough, right? Is that what you tell them?
0: No, yeah. They, they're, they, you know, totally taste like a shoe. You know, you just want to get everybody that doesn't want them to give them to you. <laughs>
3: I'll try that. Now, Don brings me feathers, and I use those on my jigs for the perch Excellent. from time to time. So I'm looking to get some more feathers from my collection.
0: There, look, that's us- utilizing every part of the bird right there. Good job. All right, Jeff, it's been a pleasure, and good luck with all the freshwater fishing. Hope those Socolays start coming in thick for you.
3: All right, thank you.
0: All righty, Jeff Rule with the Freshwater Fishing Report. When we come back, we're going to talk some text messages, see what everybody's up to this morning. A little bit windy out there. We'll be right back. And Don Dubuque is absolutely right here sitting next to me, so mind your manners. He can't speak this morning, but I'm speaking for him. There's another tournament going on right now down in Venice, Louisiana, uh, for those offshore curious folks. It's the Louisiana Tuna and Wahoo Championship. goes on through the end of March. You either fish four days straight that you declare or two and two, and it's a big tournament because, for one, they're chasing big fish, but it's exciting because these charters are all rolling in now with these triple-digit tunas, but... They don't get into the tournament unless they declare that day. So two days ago, we caught a 181-pounder, and we did not declare it. So that would have been in first, but that's how it goes. Speaking of offshore, everyone knows about the lump in Louisiana. It's just now starting to pick up. There were about 75 boats out there yesterday, anywhere from a 20-foot bay boat to a 40-foot charter boat. They're all out there chasing the same thing. But the water and the weather has been a real challenge for the offshore world this spring, I should say. Uh, Lots of canceled trips. Lots of big seas, and as everyone knows, last night the winds are starting to pick up into this morning. So it might be a day you'll see a lot of people headed out if you're down south in Plaquemines Parish, out on the bay boats, out into uh, marshland and protected waters, because that's about the only place you can go down there this morning with this wind, and it'll be blowing for a few days. But you know what? It keeps some fish in the water, so we're a little bit thankful for that as well. So things are uh, heating up down the road at the end of the earth, also known as Tuna Town or... The fishing capital of the world, as some people say. But we're going to head into a station ID. We'll get a chance for our local stations to identify themselves, and then we'll get to some of your text messages. On the outdoors, Don Dubuque. All right, here's a funny text for you. Did you eat the pickled pig feet, Don? Anything with vinegar would be good for your voice. Maybe some gar You probably have gargled a few cups of salt water by now. It's been, what, three weeks? <laughs> yeah, he's having a heck of a time with his voice. It's a real uh, frustrating situation. Toby and Brent are headed up to the home of with little Dalton in tow. Oh, they're going to check out, do some scouting. See how many long beards we can hear for opening day. Uh, turkey season youth weekend, Don. Correct me uh, if I'm wrong, but next weekend, this weekend, youth, youth weekend. Youth weekend coming up on the, on the 26th, 27th weekend. So things are gearing up for uh, some gobblers out in the woods. And Don will be headed out to Texas in a few weeks to go look for some of them also. Another text coming in, uh, Toufay. our new headquarters for Bayou Wild on Mondays. Uh, if you have not heard of it or not been there, it is in Covington off Highway 190 right near Rainbow GMC. There's a little shopping strip on there. Look for the giant inflatable crawfish. You can't miss it. It's at the end of the shopping center. Go say hi to Kim. She is the manager there, and she will take fantastic care of you. Someone said, good to hear you, Martha. I was beginning to think you were lost at sea. You know? Sometimes I think I'm lost at sea, too. And prayers for Don coming in from the River Rat. So we had an earlier question about the Los Islanos Festival down in St. Bernard. Well, unfortunately, and I can't confirm this, but a text coming in saying that it has been canceled, which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Get those shots if you think they're necessary, folks. The sooner we can get back to normal, the sooner we can have more fun. Uh, you know, we can have fun out in the woods in the water until then. Ed Miller from Wilmer, Alabama. Wilmer, I got to look up where that is. Getting ready for turkey season. <laughs> getting ready. A lot of people getting ready. Get your thermocells ready, too. These mosquitoes will be out very soon. We were talking about keeping Don quiet. Someone says, all you need is some rope to tie his hands. He'll be very quiet for you. <laughs> that would be from our friend, the Lafayette Yacker. Good morning, Martha and Don. Glad you're helping him get his voice back. Don knows that Martha can talk. And uh, if you hear me talking over anybody this morning, it, it's not intentional. I promise we have a little bit of a delay here. So I really promise I'm not rude. It's just uh, we have a little little time delay. All right, Don, have you heard? Nod yes, shake no. Have you heard of the prop flog, prop frog lure, freshwater lure? He says no. Send us some more information if you know anything about that. All right, Justin the Duck Guy, glad to see you back, Martha. Hope you're feeling better, Don. The Bayou Region Shooters, getting everything ready to instruct another concealed carry class. Very important. Get those done. You know, the speckled trout situation, Don, is an ongoing concern of Louisiana residents with the limits. And someone wants to know, has there been a determination, this is the tomato lady, actually, if there's been a new regulation given, and I don't believe there is. By the way, if you haven't met the tomato lady, go check her out in Covington at the Farmer's Market this morning. I believe they do that on Wednesdays and on Saturdays in Covington. Uh, It should be a great little event there, and um, they sell a lot of really cool stuff. So check that out there. There's a lot of interesting things to be found. You know, this morning is kind of a tricky, fishy morning. There's no shrimp around, and I'm wondering if that has to do with the water temperature or if it's just wind-driven. If you have any philosophies on that, why the shrimp are not here yet, send us your text and let us know. Justin from the refuge out there, he's got some juicy information. He's in love with his neighbor next door. Her name's Dora. I think she's a bird. But he did see two doves flying on the bird seed he put out and two mocking birds around there later. Those are good signs, he thinks. So I'd say so. More birds are, it's starting to sound like spring. Starting to hear more birds. Notice coming up the river, things are starting to green up a little bit. I feel like spring always sneaks up us on us in Louisiana with, uh, with all the wildlife. By the way, I don't know if anyone went or heard about the Nutria Rodeo last weekend. What a success. 10 tons, 20,000 pounds of Nutria Rat were taken out of Plaquemines Parish, all for a good cause. You know, unfortunately, that does not even make a dent in the population, but it did feed quite a few animals at the Ottoman Zoo. So they did make use. It wasn't just a senseless killing of nuisance animals. They were all dragged up the road to New Orleans and fed to the animals. So some good stuff going on down the road. Coming up next, we're going to head to the west side of the state. We're going to go talk to our folks over in – we're going to head to uh, Mitch Juricich and uh, talk to him about some new stuff. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. All right, I had a little faux pas there a few minutes ago. We're actually headed down the road once again to Delta Marina. That's in Lower Plaquemines. Uh, If you haven't been down to Delta Marina, a lot of changes there, a lot of improvements, and a lot of great stuff going on. This morning we're talking to Mitch Juricich down at Delta Marina. Give us some updates. What's going on down there? Good morning, and nice to talk to you.
4: Good morning, Martha. Uh, Well, it's a little sluggish right now. Of course, we have now what what we call one of these pesky little cold fronts that want to come down late, right, when the trout are trying to start biting and the fishing's starting to heat up a little bit. You know, these are the kind of cold fronts we need in September and October when we're ready for yeah. the hunting season. And now we want them turkeys to start gobbling. So we gotta get these cold fronts out of here. But uh but we've been uh we've been having some mixed catches. Uh some you know, it's sad that the seems like the middle of the week we got some really great weather for for fishing and you know, the speckled trout seem to be trying to turn on. Every now and then someone comes in with you know, uh close to a limit, but there's really no limits coming out of here yet. Uh, Most of the boats, you know, coming in with the average catch, you know, some of them between 8 and 10 trout, but the trout are really running really nice. Our guides fishing out of here have been mainly targeting redfish for the most part. Uh, Yesterday, Captain Curtis and Captain Matt left out of here, and they caught their limit of reds pretty quickly on the east side of the river. Uh, Some, you know, and they were back in pretty early, and satisfied clients but you know we just need that weather to cooperate on a good friday saturday sunday and and let's get these people down here and get to get these fish turned on
0: yeah you know as somebody who also relies heavily on the weather fishing out of venice i can definitely feel your frustrations there we got blown out this weekend and it looks like next weekend next week in general looks pretty windy but you know i like delta marina in that area for folks that are really not familiar it you know venice gets so congested there's so many folks down there and so many boats it's just a nice little uh short stop i guess you should say to to pull into your marina tell folks where you're located
4: uh we located at 317 rosemary drive in empire uh and i tell you what you know speaking of that yes we are a lot slower paced thank goodness <laughs> but uh but yeah, actually, we we're eight miles from the Gulf of Mexico. West Delta's right there at, at our fingertips, and not only that, we so you can go offshore. You can fish wahoo and tuna out of here just like you can in any other, you know, out of Venice and all. You know, you're a little limited going east of the river for offshore. But as far as fishing redfish, speckle trout, we have the Empire Lock. Go down river a few miles, catch the Astirca Lock, and and you're on the east side of the river. Not to mention that. You know, just go a little bit west of here, and you're fishing around, you know, the Sulphur Mine, Lake Washington, Four Bayou. You know, it's not – it's just a hop, skip, and a jump, Head north to Happy Jack. You know, we're pretty much, a, uh, you know, in the center of everything centrally located. And, uh, you know, we have some of the best fishing at our fingertips here also. We had a couple boats went out last weekend, did some deep dropping, caught some nice yellow edge grouper, you know. Oh, so yeah, that, those that's are a, delicious. That's a heck of that's a heck of a feast right there. I said, man, can right. can you spare one? But you know, they just started, so hopefully next trip they may they may be able to slide an extra one across the dock for me. But yeah, but the, uh, you know, those some like of like advantages Oh, they do, and that's some of the advantages of fishing out of here. You know, we're pretty much a one-stop shop. We have everything you need. We have our lodging, fuel, bait, ice, supplies, and you know, also we just opened our reopened our restaurant this week. Uh, it's a new under new uh, new new cooks uh, and we remodeled it and we got coming soon uh, an oyster bar where we'll be serving awesome. raw oysters and char oysters right here coming straight out the bay right there so you can actually watch the boats harvest them come in and he and we'll bring them upstairs and we'll open them and cook them for you so uh, I need to get in know, there because really I actually excited. stay
0: pretty close to y'all so I need to get in and get me some oysters.
4: You need to come. The oysters are – hopefully next weekend we'll be having the raw oysters going. we a couple of weeks out maybe, you know, for the char bra, We're still getting equipment in place. But uh, everything else is really going well. We've had a great two nights so far. We're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Thursday through, fr- through Saturday is 5 to 8. Sundays uh, – I mean, 11 to 8. And Sundays are 11 to 6. But, uh, you know, we – we uh we open, we're back at it. The chef, the new chef up there is really enjoying himself cooking some great food. Uh you know, some of the best you're going to find on the water down here. So
0: Mitch, a uh, question for some viewers. Uh do you guys have live shrimp right now?
4: We're out of live shrimp today because our live shrimp guy is broke down and there's oh, none there's none available at all down here he's working on his boat as we speak believe me i've been in contact with him all night and uh and he's really reliable but it's up to his equipment he works so hard his equipment you know he doesn't give his equipment uh the proper tlc and when he breaks down he cripples the community because he supplies quite a few of us but for the most part we have live shrimp year-round you know except for these couple of hiccups and I was hoping to have them in last night when I got here this morning and opened the gate. I said, oh, man, I said I got to answer some phone calls this morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Mitch. Well, it sounds like great things are happening down in Empire. So if you uh, if you can get down there, go check out some fresh oysters and you might see me pop in there. It's a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, we'll uh, catch in with you soon.
4: Y'all come on down to see us. So. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. Take care. Welcome back. 553 local time here in central the Central Time Zone. We're going to head to the other side of the coast, down to Grand Isle to talk to Captain Daryl Carpenter. You there, Daryl?
5: Yeah. Good morning, Martha. I hope Don's listening. Good morning, Don.
0: Yeah, he's here too. He says good morning.
5: <laughs> How y'all doing this morning, man? We you
0: know, uh, we had a little,
5: little weather, little weather blow through last night, but I mean, it's it you know typical story. It seems like you know we complain about this every year because it, it's typical story. It looks like these fronts are setting up on weekends. But uh, but but man, it's been great all week. I mean, you know, looking back a few weeks before the big before the apocalypse came and the the big (laughs) freeze, we uh, we were doing really really well on speckled trout. Water was up in the in the low seventies, and that freeze come along and shut us down for a little while. And it was you know the story then was man, we just we don't know where the trout went. We had to go look for them and find them. Well, wherever they went, they started showing up again this week. Uh, I'm not going to say it's as good as it was pre-freeze. And, uh, you know, so for for what, a little over a week and a half or so, we had to rely on redfish. And and this is, we say that like it's a a letdown. Yeah, like it's a a bad thing. (laughs) But the the redfish have really, really filled the hole. I mean, looking back, you know, looking back on some of my past trips and all, when you get into the month of March, it seems to be the time when the redfish start to, to hit our bigger bays. You know, you don't have to hit the duck ponds, you don't have to hit the canals with the deeper holes. Those fish start assimilating out into the bays and, and that's what it's been. Uh your bigger bays, Bay Lures, Hackberry Bay, uh, Bay Rambo, those areas have been full of redfish all week. But then the natural progression started as we started recovering from that little freeze is in the middle of a you know, middle of a mouth of a canal or whatever, then all of a sudden you you started picking up trout with it and like i said it's not you're not going out there doing 25 in an hour and a half or 25 in a couple of hours but you can tell they're starting to come back to the coast and they, they and they've got no choice but to do so cuz pre-freeze we were catching nice nice big female trout that had already had their egg sacs that were starting to develop so we're we're on we're on pace to probably have a looks like an early spawn if this if this weather will clear up because I, I can't imagine those XOCS are going to wait till April or May, so uh, we may have even a, a, a light spawn on this next full moon. But they're you know, starting this to get is out. Probably
0: there. a question that might have been asked already, but um, you know, Texas took such a devastating blow, especially down towards Corpus Christi and the southern southern part, South Padre, with their trout kill. Uh, did you see any fish kill whatsoever when the freeze came through?
5: In the last three weeks, I have seen a single one redfish floating dead in the marsh and really don't know what killed it. Uh, But other than that, I mean, just a a single fish, we, we haven't seen, you know, I I think Martha and and we talked, you know, Don and I talked about this a week or so ago. I think what kind of saved us was the water temperature two or three days before that freeze came, the water temperature was in the low to mid seventies. So we had a long way to go for it to get to dangerous levels and it it did so so slowly i guess you know we started out warm enough that i guess we started out with a little bit of an advantage and of course uh, i think texas got you know worse of that weather than what we did so you know i I think we made out okay
0: good so shrimp has been a a a hard thing to come by around the region what's the status with your shrimp supply down there
5: to be honest with you, Martha, we haven't really looked for it. I mean, everything we've been doing is on plastic, and, and then because we've been mixing redfish in with it, we've been bringing tacos, you know, the minnows, live minnows with us, and that, that just seems to be the ticket. Um, we really hadn't looked for shrimp, didn't feel like it was something we needed. Now, I would imagine here in the next week or two, we're going we're gonna to start dropping the nets in the water and because as those shrimp start, you know, as the fish start moving down, the pogies start coming, then you're going to have to have that live shrimp to compete with all the pressure. But lately it's been either plastic, it's been either plastic or, and or live cockahos.
0: Have you seen uh, more boats starting to head further to the East, you know, make that long 80 mile trek to where we are finding those big fish offshore?
5: (laughs) Not yet. Um, Most of what, you know, as far as there was a whole lot of offshore boat action this week with the, with the, uh, with the weather calming down like it was, but for you know, for boats in our area, that wahoo bite has been so ballistic, especially over to the west where there's less pressure, that right. everybody I've been seeing has been going either after swordfish or, or wahoo. Uh,
0: Daryl, if folks want to get in touch with you, they want to book trips or get some information about there, how can they get a hold of you?
5: Well, they can find me on Don's site over at com. We've got com. We do some of the social media stuff or just pick up the phone. 225-937-6288.
0: All right, Daryl. It's been a pleasure. I hope things continue to heat up for you and those trout start moving back in a little thicker.
5: Y'all have a good day.
0: You too. All right, when we come back, we're going to get to some more text messages, talk about what's going on, and uh, get back to some more fishing and Game. Don Dubuque is present, but we have him on voice restraint this week because we need to get his voice back. You know, talking through those tin cans with a raspy voice can get a little uh, agitating on those vocal cords. So we're trying to help him out. I am Martha Spencer filling in, uh, Bayou Wild co-host. Speaking of Bayou Wild, you know, we really hope you all follow along. And with the times, we're all all over social media. Check us out, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everything you can find there. Because our producer, Chris LeCocq, who spoke on the show last week, you know, he goes above and beyond and does a lot of really cool things for us, in addition to just the full-length shows and showing up and editing some amazing video. But if you like dogs and you're a dog lover, you have to check out this last week's episode. Plenty of reruns Aaron, on it. You can see them all on YouTube anytime. But we went up to South Dakota, and we, uh, we met a young girl named Savannah Hendricks, who is an amazing ambassador for hunting. I think a lot of kids down here would really like her. Uh, she really pushed for some more hunting time for, for children up in South Dakota. You know, those are our, just our Cajun friends to the north. If you ever go up there, they're 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 really not so different. They hunt different things, but they're just as passionate about it as we are. But the dogs of Bad River is a sweet story because there's literally no less than 10 dogs at the lodge at all times. 10 might be a lowball number. Between the different breeds, they're all around. And if you go to our Facebook page, you can learn about the dogs of Bad River and their bond with the the guides and the hunters there. Also, the customers, because really, they bring dogs, too. The Dubuque dogs have been there. Sherry Dubuque's dogs have been there, and uh, they welcome all. If you're a bass fisherman, you might have heard that expression, you know, don't be that guy. You know, the guy that catches the tag bass in Texas or Alabama, Louisiana waters, and and they didn't register. They've got the bass, cash, bass going on. Bash, cash, bass. Wow, I still can't even say it slow. Bass, cash, bash. That's a tricky one. You can miss out on a new boat if you don't register, or truck, or $2 million in prize money. Just sign up before you fish. It's only $50 for adults and $30 for kids. Just go to BassCashBash.com. And I really have to say it that slow or I don't trip it up. Bass fishermen out there. You know, bass fishing's heating up. I always enjoy going out and catching some bass. Well, we didn't mention this with Daryl Carpenter, but there's some new developments going on down at the Elmer's Island Wildlife Refuge Uh, starting today or yesterday, I should say March 5th, you know, you used to be able to drive on the beach down there, but, uh, that has been prohibited, but now there's a shuttle service, which is great because you don't have to worry about your vehicle getting stuck or packing things up. A beach shuttle has started March, April, and May open to close Friday through Sundays when it runs. Then as we get into the peak months, June, July, and August open to close every single day, September after labor day and open to close on weekends open to close on weekends Friday through Sunday in November and December and no operations in December and January. So you can get out there, get a ride up and down the beach and really utilize all that Elmer's has to offer. A lot of wade fishing, a lot of beach fishing going on down there. That's a a really great resource that they're bringing back and really encourage folks to take advantage of it. All right, also a little bit of news from Acadiana on Saturday, March 20th. So that's in about uh, two weekends from now. There's the fifth annual Sporting Clays shoot from the Acadiana Safari Club International Chapter takes place at the GOL Gun Club in Maurice. 17 sporting clay, four-man teams, registrations at 8 a.m. Go check that out. Uh, should be a great fundraiser event. 100% of the money raised goes to the local chapter in the uh, Acadiana region. I'm trying to find here. you got different levels of sponsorship. And uh, to check it out, just go check them out on their website, uh, Louisiana Acadiana Safari Club International. Give them a call. These sporting clay events are so much fun. I was so disappointed I had to miss out on the, the harem shooting event at Stella Plantation last week. I heard the ladies shot great. But, man, shooting clays is so much fun. If you never did it, it's a great practice for bird hunting, and you can do it year-round. All right, coastal careers and restoration. If you're really interested in preserving wildlife and land, Fletcher Technical Community College is putting on a, a clinic. Limited scholarships available. This program will... Uh, Help learn about coastal restoration. It takes place in Homa. The dates on that are Monday, March 8th. That's their agenda. They'll talk about regulations, permitting, safety, pipelines, dredging, and trenching. Must be 18 or older. So check them out uh, at the Fletcher Technical Community College college website. It's a long website there. Or just email them at admissions at Edu. All right. Coming up next, we're going to head to the man, the scientific man. That'd be our friend Mike Gallo. Stay tuned. Born on the Bayou Report with Mike Gallo is sponsored by Tow, for just a for just $179 per year. Membership will get you unlimited fuel drops, 24-7 tow-ins, jump starts for electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back to safety. Tow is like AAA on the water, and it's peace of mind for you and your loved ones. It's just a call away. Call Captain Chris at 504-301-4545 or go to SeaTow.com for more information. Good morning, Captain Mike. How are you this morning?
6: Hello, Martha. I'm doing fine, and uh, I hope Don is doing fine soon.
0: Yes, he he, he, he looks well, but he sounds a little under the weather.
6: Yeah, I can imagine that's a uh, tough thing. He's very, obviously very passionate about what he does, and to not be able to communicate, I'm sure that's difficult. That's probably like tying an Italian's hands up.
0: Exactly. I, can't talk if I don't
6: move my hands.
0: <laughs> What's going over on uh, slide L right now?
6: Well, we had a couple of boats go out towards the latter part of the week, and they came back with a variety of fish. Now, one of them targeted strictly redfish and did well on redfish fishing plastics. Uh, the fish were, the water was low, and the fish were kind of far off the bank. Uh, oftentimes, that's the case when the water is very low. They'll pull off the bank quite a ways. Uh, the other boats fished more in the local area, fished in the Lake Catherine area and along the eastern shoreline of Lake Pontchartrain, popping corks and plastics, uh, I think is how they caught the majority of the speckled trout, although they did have some bass, um, a couple of drum, Oddly enough, caught drum on plastics, which is a pretty good sign. That might mean there's quite a few of them out there, and those black drum are really tasty. So uh, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, but you got to stick to the smaller ones.
6: Oh yeah. Once the stripes are gone on a black drum, they generally have a lot of parasites in them, and they're breeders by that point. They're better off uh, spawning and. And keeping us in the slot size ones, so I agree with you completely on keeping the small ones. They're very good to eat.
0: How's the trout bite going on over there? Are you finding any of those?
6: It's. I heard Robbie Campos' um, report earlier in the morning, and it sounds like we are about the same. Um, the guys that did catch some speckled trout had ten or twelve trout. It wasn't very many, but they were decent size. 16 to 18 inches, so that is um, encouraging. It's still a bit early. We've had a bit of a warm up, and the temperatures warmed up a little bit. I'm seeing a lot of bait in the canal behind my lodge, so things are happening. It's you know we got longer days, and the, the water temperature is going to slowly rise up, and it won't be long. Things will be in full swing. It'll the fish will be there, and they'll be feeding. It'll just be a function of will the weather allow you to get to them and catch them. So um, it's that same story we run into every year. where As fishermen, we're all ready to go and catch them. We've been locked up in the cold, and we've shined our tackle boxes as much as we possibly can. We're ready to get out there and go, and it's it's just a tad too early. I would say two weeks, and things would really start to be more consistent, and a trip would be you know worth going.
0: So uh, we've got a text message here. Folks are wanting to know what's getting caught at the causeway or in the Lake Pontchartrain area. Finding anything?
6: I haven't heard of anything at the causeway. The bridges over Lake Pontchartrain has been giving up the usual suspects, you know, depending on how you fish. If you're fishing bait on the bottom, there's freshwater catfish, sheephead the occasional drum, the occasional flounder, and redfish. If you're fishing plastics, I've heard of a few speckled trout being caught, but not really many, and it's kind of the same story that came out of Lake Catherine. Not many, but the ones that were caught were in the 16 to 18-inch range, so they were nice quality fish.
0: How about Seabrook?
6: I haven't been. I haven't been to Seabrook, haven't heard anything of Seabrook, I would think just off the top of my head, that is a more high current area. And generally when your water temperatures are cold, those fish want to avoid the current because they're kind of lethargic.
0: Awesome. Well, great updates. Thanks, Mike. Um, Folks want to book a charter with you. How can they reach you?
6: Oh, it's very simple. You can find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. I'm at AAofLA.com. We're also on social media under Angling Adventures of Louisiana or the reliable telephone, which is 985-781-7811.
0: Well, Mike, I know it's a few weeks down the road, but I look forward to fishing with you in late April. And if we don't talk until then, I hope you have a great week.
6: Oh, we're hanging in there just brushing up things around the lot.
0: Thank there you guys. go. All right. Thanks, Captain Mike Gallo over in Slidell. Coming up, we're going to talk to Brendan Bayard with the Get the Paddling Report. The Paddler's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It's a presentation of Massey's Outfitters located in Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington on the North Shore, offering the best kayak fishing models like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You can check them out at their demo days. Just go to com or check them out on Facebook. And I know that they are now doing those demo days again, so you can check them out and get in a boat if you are looking to buy. We're talking to Brendan Bayard this morning, and he's got some reports from some tournaments and all kinds of kayak reports. What's up, Brendan? Good morning, Martha. How's it going? Morning. It's going well.
7: Uh, pretty good, pretty good. The fishing's, uh, fishing's been good. It's been uh, uh, quite a different from uh, a few weeks ago when we had that freeze pattern, and now we're in a great uh, fishing pattern, lots of fish being caught. Lots of reds in the ponds and uh, lots of big trout still up in the uh, kind of midpoint of the estuary. We're going get, to be getting into the transition in a, in a bit here. But for right now, they're up in those bigger bays. And you can you can catch them right along where you're traditionally doing red fishing uh, and, and some big, nice ones, too. So uh, it's a great time of year to get out there. Uh, it's not too hot. And uh, fishing's been great.
0: As long as you can stay out of the wind, I always think that March and April is some of the most comfortable fishing. The bugs aren't too bad yet. You're not really getting too hot. The one thing you got to remember, though, especially if you're as close to the water as we are in a kayak, SPF coverage.
7: Oh, yeah. So... uh yeah, I've been uh, trying to train the kids up on that. Sometimes uh, I get home and, and Mama fusses at me a little bit because uh, they, they don't reapply their, uh, <laughs> their all their uh, creams and stuff throughout the day. But um, fishing those windward banks this time of year is—you uh, can use the wind to your advantage. A lot of the bait fish that come into the estuary are really small, and they are not big enough to really fight the wind patterns that are, uh, uh, you know, in those bigger bays, and so they'll end up getting pushed over to the side of one of those bays with a windward direction. And if you can just find one of those banks that kind of, kind of holds them, the fish are there too. And uh, I've really had some great days in the spring for both redfish and trout, just using those windward bays, uh, windward banks, to, uh, to find the fish and uh, focus on that pattern throughout the day. And I think you should give it a try if you're out there. Uh, another couple of baits that I've been having a lot of success with right now are like the little rip stops and a little slash baits that uh, only dive down about uh, a foot, two feet. Uh, going into some of those bigger bays that have a little bit of grass, traditional redfish areas, and, and kind of drift fishing those like I would, like a regular oyster uh, fishery, kind of flat. But uh, pulling out some really nice trout along with some reds, uh, great time of year to do that.
0: And you probably are rigging those weedless, I imagine.
7: Um, the rip baits don't dive deep enough to really get into the weeds. It's, it's kind of the reason I use them. But, uh, certainly if you, if you used a, a deeper diving crankbait, you would probably have to, uh, figure out something, uh, because those weeds are on the bottom and some of these places I'm going, but, um, you know, not too, not too bad. If I, if I do find a nice thick pocket of, of grassy area, I do like to, you know, use like what you're saying, the weedless baits and kind of Texas rigged approaches to get into some of those little holes inside those, uh, those lanes that you can see sometimes when you're standing up site fishing, uh, you'll see kind of some little valleys and lanes in those grass. And I'll, I'll, try to work uh, the bait through those little areas. And, and that's really good uh, for sight fishing reds and uh, kind of concentrate on some of those areas uh, when you're drifting across those grass flats.
0: All right. Well, speaking about wind, since that is always such an issue this time of year, you know, for folks who are new to kayak fishing, sometimes it can be a lot to handle trying to figure out how to maneuver that boat, get yourself positioned, get the right gear to kind of hold you where you want. I know that can be a frustration. What's your best tips, you know, for for trying to stay in the same spot and fish an area successfully out of a kayak?
7: I mean, the great thing about a kayak is you can really kind of come up with any kind of do-it-yourself home devices of you know, taking dumbbell weights and tying ropes to them and, and tying them off the front of the bow or the back of the bow. But ever since I've got a power pole, it's just so easy to to use the little, uh, the neck button and just push myself. Uh, you know, I'll stand up and I'll drift across a flat and then I'll just hit that button that's tied around my neck and uh, the pole goes down and uh, I'm ready to make that cast for that, that fish I just uh, saw is cruising the flat. And then, uh, you know, push the button, back up it comes, and I, I keep going again. So, I mean, depending on your budget, there's, uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, things that you can do. You can, you can make a homemade version, which is part of the, uh, appeal, I think, to, to kayak fishermen, uh, kind of getting crafty. But uh, at the same time, if you, if you really want the no hassles, uh, you know, no problems kind of approach, power pole is a, is a great way to go with that micro spike anchor. They have really lightweight. It doesn't add many, uh, much weight to your your rig and uh it's it's good for you know a couple of days on the water without recharging so i really enjoyed it
0: all right brennan two quick last questions the winner of the massey's fish picks tournament and your next tournament
7: so uh doug menifee uh who has been on a tear lately won the uh, massey's uh, trout p- or the massey's fish picks tournament uh he had uh, a little over or under 100 inches you know, over 40-inch uh, redfish, uh, over 20-inch trout, 20-inch uh, flounder. Really put together an incredible uh, stringer throughout the year and uh, took home a, uh, a pro angler 12 for his effort. So uh, really nice prize and looking forward to jumping into Massey's again uh, for the for their tournament next year. Again, it's always fun. It's uh, You just have to be a member of Bayou Coast to uh, compete in that. So it's a really great little perk of being part of the club. Uh, all tournaments, right. we have a tournament in a couple of weeks, so, uh, I'll be down at Point of Shen, uh, with the kids and, uh, we'll be we'll fishing hard for a uh, trout stringer. And also one little thing I wanted to mention is next Monday, uh, Sabine refuge opens back up in, uh, in the, uh, uh, west side of the state over by big lake. So if you like to fish in the marsh, this is your ticket to get back in there. They open all those, uh, closed off areas next Monday.
0: Okay, Brendan, thanks for the report. Always remember that SPF and get out there and whack some fish. Brendan Bayard with the Bayou. You're welcome. Have a great one. When we come back, we're going to get to everybody's favorite segment, the bad boys of the outdoors. You don't want to miss it. Welcome back. It is 6.33 this morning on a pretty Saturday morning, but, uh, you know, getting a little windy offshore, so folks are looking for alternative things to do this morning. Got a couple texts coming in. David Hubble, our friend over on the Alabama coast, welcoming me back. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Somebody wants to know, Don, have you tried Captain and Morgan and orange juice? You know, your voice may not work better, but you won't care. <laughs> Get well, my friend, he says. Someone else wants to let you know that as in the past five or six years, the marsh in the coastal zones covered up with ducks now. I hope Ryan Lambert can talk about some sense into the commission about our duck season. That is true. We have seen a lot of ducks. It's almost like they know when the seasons are over they continue to open early and the birds keep coming late they can have december if in january if uh we get it for february can't do it can't change them you can't go with the birds you know they'll figure it out but can't change it and uh good morning from the mad trucker plenty more texts we'll get to in just a moment but we're going to take a quick break and let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with donabuke radio network all right, it is everybody's notorious bad boy or girl segment time. We're going to head over to the Rockies for this one. The Colorado Parks and Wildlife have decided to permanently suspend hunting privileges for Iniki Viki Kapu. Yes, that's his name. After he pleaded guilty to several hunting violations. This is a, this is a pretty bad, bad boy here. Kapu was accused of killing 12 deer, two turkeys, and a bighorn sheep across three Colorado counties. I have to imagine that sheep one really got some feathers ruffled. Kapu first pleaded guilty to illegal possession of wildlife in May of 2019. He was fined $900 and then pleaded guilty in December of 2019 and again in February 2020. Kapu also pleaded guilty to illegal possession of three or more big game animals. He was fined $4,600 and sentenced to six months in jail and three years of supervised probation in Fremont County, Colorado, as part of his plea agreement. He also surrendered the weapons he used for poaching, as if he had a choice. <laughs> Colorado is a member of the Interstate Wildlife Violator Compact, which means the lifetime hunting ban also extends to other 47 member states. So there will be no more hunting unless after a 6 months jail time considers moving to Hawaii or Massachusetts. Only 28 years old and lost all his privileges for a Niki Viki Kapu of Colorado, who is our bad boy of the outdoors. Man, that's harsh. You plead guilty to all of them, you're pretty much just saying, yes, sir, I did it. But, you know, bighorn sheep, people pay big money for those. And the reason being, there's not a lot of them. They're very hard to hunt and they're very well protected. So I'm sure there's a lot of sheep hunters out there who are... Uh, Looking out for that guy, but man, 12 deer. Nobody can say he's a bad hunter, but you know, when you're hunting out of season and you're breaking all the rules, there's probably a lot of better hunters out there too. So Aniki Kapu, bad boy for life. Massachusetts and Hawaii, which may be one of his relative states. I would think heavily about keeping him around and letting him hunt out there. Man, the bad boys. You don't ever want to wind up on this list, but uh, yeah, that's that. Let's get back to some text messages here. You know, we've got some listeners all across the country, which is so wonderful to hear. And a, a longtime listener of Don's from Texas is listening generally until about 645. You know, you can also listen on radio.com if you lose your signal on the radio airwaves. Radio.com carries WWL radio, and that's how you can find the show through 7 a.m. But once a little plug, which we are happy to do for a youth opportunity for the Texas Brigades. It's an opportunity for high schoolers. And the applications are only open for another week or so for some scholarship money. Welcome kids from anywhere. So not just South Texas kids. If you're a a student or a a youth in the Texas region, check out www.texasbrigades.org. The Brigades, that's a great name there. You know, uh... Shooting is a great sport for kids to get into. It, it it requires a lot of discipline. It's something that you have to keep practicing, and we, we love to see that promoted. Also, hunter safety, that goes hand-in-hand hand with shooting, so always great things to promote. And I like to see that you know there's still scholarships being offered for those, especially in the times that we're in right now. So a lot of people get up in arms, no pun intended about it, but keep these things alive for the kids. It's good for them. It creates a lot of discipline and structure and uh, just enjoyment for the outdoors. Our friend Dean is there. He's got some local honey for you. Have you tried that yet? He's shaking his head no. You know we're we're looking for all the voodoo resources here. Here in Louisiana, there's all kinds of smoke and uh, sage. Have you danced around the house yet with the sage? Let's let's see what kind of crazy things. Send us your weirdest ailment. You know it's been what three weeks since he's had a, a tough voice here, and doctors can't seem to figure it out. He looks great. He sounds not so great, but it's it's one of those frustrating things. Um, yeah, the, the wind is blowing and. Uh, you know, as Don's in week three, I, I probably would have called in on the radio, even if the weather was good, because you got to help out your friends in need. Um, but hopefully Don's voice gets back to to more smooth-sounding airwaves, radio voice with Don Depe next week. All right, when we come back, we're going to get to some more reports, more text messages. You can always text us in. Uh, we've got that text number I'll get to you in just a moment. There it is, 504-260-1870. Text us in, and we'll come back in just a moment. Well, Ryan, we know that Don is here, and he's not just here in spirit. He's sitting three feet away from me. So he's listening in, and he can uh, hear everything you say. Uh, I saw your lodge was pretty busy last night. Things are going well down there?
2: Yeah, and the book is going crazy. I mean, that phone is ringing off the hook. People are ready to get outside, get back to fishing. Thank goodness.
7: Absolutely. It's been a
2: tough year. We're ready to go. The boys out fishing today. Um, it's not gusting to 30 like they said. As fact, as it's not near as bad as uh, what it was supposed to be. So I mean, even a couple hours. It's, it's, <laughs> I know it's coming, but at least we're getting a good morning in, you know. Absolutely. So it's uh, they can get on that side and catch those reds. They've been hammering them. They caught a few trout yesterday, some black drums, sheephead. They was working on everything. <laughs> Imagine today, once it gets up, they're gonna have to go all the way, all the way down and catch some bass. <laughs> if it blows 30 how's that voice of his Is it doing any better
0: unfortunately i wish i had better news to report on don's voice he doesn't feel bad but they just can't seem to get it and, and folks are texting in their home remedies but i i do want y'all to know that don has been to the doctor he's not that that stubborn oh, yeah. uh, he has he has seen specialists and he's gonna go find another one soon so we're hoping sooner than later he sounds back to back to his it's,
2: it's so strange to be around him and don't hear that, that unique voice. When we were going to shooting competition the other day, uh, we had such a great time. I mean, it was awesome to see all all of us out there and having fun. And, and he had to be quiet. He couldn't say much at all. He just had that little sheepish look on his face. But
0: uh, He's got two time, really volumes right up. now, Whisper and Ed Ogeron
2: oh gosh (laughs) well the river's going to come up it's going to take a big spike right now so i imagine the crawfishers will get to go on and uh you know it's going to drive the fish in different locations but it's okay i don't think it's you know there's a lot of snowpack up there too so we'll have a high river come but we're used to it it's been high for eight years now so no big deal and uh will I'm gonna get on the west side. I wanted to fish bad yesterday when I got down, but both pools were out. I had I had to go right to work, so I didn't get to go fish my trout. Now today's bad, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take a little trip next week. I'm gonna go down down to Central America for a couple of days and come back, and then it's game on. It's time for me to go to work. So,
0: Ryan, have you got your new boat all rigged tomorrow. up yet?
2: I uh, got the power pulls on, and I'm waiting on the, the the power pull charger. And once I get that in there, it's rocking. I'm waiting on the prop, too. I didn't get a prop with it because, you know, I like to use a pull blade, and, and I'm waiting on that. So once I get all that, we'll have the new new ride rigged up, sell the old ride, make a little spot in the boat shed for somebody else that's full. So <laughs> everybody everybody's ready to go because we're getting a lot of big trips this year, you know, 20, 30 people. I mean, they they're them like crazy, so.
0: You know, yeah, I know that was a huge hit last year. So that's great to hear yeah, the, the, so the big corporate corporations. Corporations
2: are able to, yeah, that's really big to get the corporations back. And I think I think once April comes and everybody starts, you know, the corporations start clearing their people to go, I think the fall is going to be game on. I mean, it's going to be incredible. I mean, I, I had a concert at Grand Ridge the other night and they had just a, a lot of people and everybody was enjoying themselves. Everybody's so ready to get back to life. It's incredible. So hunting season's over, it's time to time to get out to the fishing. I know the offshore has been having some big girls out there, huh?
0: Yeah, the the big fish are showing up. Um, there's a lot of bycatch right now still. Um, there's a lot of sharks, a lot of kingfish, a lot of bonita. But yeah, I would say in the last two days or so, maybe two to three dozen fish in the triple-digit range have came in, which is still a pretty low number considering what we saw last March. But I'm telling you, yeah. every offshore boat in Venice is probably booked solid through at least the first week in April because of the reputation that last year had.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, last year was off the charts. How about the Wahoo? Are they still giving?
0: There's still a few around. Yeah, you know, you're not going to find the numbers we saw a few weeks ago, but the bigger ones are still around. We pulled a 62-pounder in yesterday. I know Captain Eddie Berger caught a 75-pounder. So there's still a few smaller schools of them. Um, you're kind of just – throwing a needle at a haystack on which rig I'll tell you one thing the blue water has pushed in very close and if the water can stay warm and blue in that area 25 miles offshore where we tuna fish that's been the real question you know with the dirty water that pushed in last week nobody was fishing it because the tuna just weren't there but if the weather the water can stay warm and blue those fish will stick around for a few weeks and I, I think I saw maybe 70 boats out there yesterday You know, word got out from Thursday when there were 40 boats that big fish were caught, and people will come from miles to get to them. So things are heating up offshore, certainly. But uh, I know a lot of our customers have been pushed to inshore this weekend. And, folks, if you have an offshore trip that doesn't get to fish and you have a charter group that can set you up with an inshore, that's a great option because people are like, well, if it's blowing 30, can I inshore fish? Absolutely.
2: Sure you can. You know, when you say it's pushed in close 25 miles, I want it pushed in three miles where I could get to it.
0: <laughs> like I saw blue year, water I saw blue water six miles from uh Octave Pass last week.
2: Uh-huh. See there you get into my kind of work now.
0: There you go. Now you just need the seas to
2: go <laughs> up there. I sneak out there in the bay boat when it's that close. Yeah. Oh I saw a few bay boats out there yesterday. That blue water. yesterday. The yesterday day I see Ryan Lambert today, on the lump in a, so in much. his bay
0: boat in, in tuna fishing will be the be an interesting day.
2: Hey, I did it last year. It was so cool. <laughs> I didn't have the equipment, that I got my tail handed to me because, you know, you out there with snapper rides, and you hook a tuna. You know, and we, we kept hooking and hooking. I mean, I just we just got beat up. <laughs> we lost about everything we had, but it was it was worth it. It was a fun time. So, you know, you take you take the go with the bass. So it's Absolutely. on This game on now. So
0: once right, we'll want to get
2: out and come on. Book a trip. Yep.
0: How can folks get a hold of you, Ryan?
2: Go to Cajun dot com or Don dot com, either one. We're on both of them, or just call me on my cell phone at five oh four five five nine five one one. Don gave us the cut the cutthroat finger, did he?
0: <laughs> <As it>
2: ended. <laughs>
0: He's still <laughs> well, here. Don, I
2: hope you feel better, buddy. I know you're feeling good, but I, I we got to get that unique voice back and, and rocking and rolling. And we'll see you all right. this week sometime when I get back.
0: That's right. I'll see you down there, Ryan. And thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Ryan Lambert. Okay. All right. We got about 10 minutes left. We'll check in with you in just a few, talk some more things, wrap up a few texts, and be right back. We've got a couple more minutes to shoot the breeze before we go this morning. Don, as everybody knows, is a fanatical turkey hunter, and he's gearing up to get out in the woods with Drew Dubuque for youth weekend, and that would be at the end of the month, uh, Good Friday. Is a great Friday for Don this year because in his entire career of radio, Opening Turkey Day has been on a Saturday, and we all know how dedicated he is to the show. So he has never been able to be into the woods. So everybody send him your good vibes, your good juju for Good Friday, April 2nd. Hope those birds are still gobbling because he will be out in the woods in Washington Parish looking for a big bearded friend. And I know we'll probably hear from that bearded friend on the radio as we get closer to that as well. But uh, I'm hoping I can try a little turkey hunting this year. Everyone tells me that it's so addictive that you don't want to do it because you become obsessed with it. And a lot of us outdoors men and women have the problem of too many hobbies. So coinciding with big fish season is turkey season. But the way the wind's been blowing, there might be a chance I can get out in the woods and, and see if I can find one of those bearded fellows Uh that, that, that chase the birds around. So we'll, we'll do that soon. And, and a lot of people say that, you know, the season's a little too late. But the hard part about seasons is you can't change them based on where the birds are doing things. It's like the person texting in about the ducks. Yeah, we always see a lot of ducks right after the season ends. But you can't change them based on that or there'd be no animals left if we kept fluctuating the seasons. Uh, you Wilds, staying busy. Uh, we are in season seven. And we are well on our way with some new shows. We did a falconry shoot hunting uh, quail with, with falcons, a so bird on bird action there. That'll be coming up. And we've also got uh, the man of tuna town. So uh, Mike Fournette, he's a legend down in Venice. Him and his sons have a long time lodge. That'll be coming up next week and you can always check out our shows. Go to BayouWildTV.com for all airing all the channels that carry our show. And you can also check it out on YouTube. If you don't get any of those carriers, all the episodes in their entirety, and also some exciting news coming up. We can't quite give out all the beans yet, but we've got a giveaway that's going to be kicking off soon that you'll really be interested in. That's going to be a long-time one, so stay tuned to social media. Follow us there. And uh, some cool some cool prizes coming out of that. little update on me since I haven't been out here in a while. Give myself a shameless plug. Uh, in two weeks, I'll be starting to run my first boat as captain. Had my license for three years. Southern Catch Outfitters with Captain John Cole has... Taking the plunge into a second boat. We'll be running two invincible catamarans, 40 foot boats. The brand new one just arrived in the driveway from Miami two nights ago, and I know he is gearing up to run trips on that. Uh, so if you'd like to get out there and chase tuna, wahoo, swordfish, whatever other fish we can find out there, and you'd like to come fishing with me, check us out at southerncatchoutfitters.com. All of our social media, you'll see all those big fish photos coming in. And tell you what, if you've never tangoed with a big tuna, it is exciting. It is it is grueling and, uh, you know, may not be your thing either, but we can target smaller fish, too, if you want the big ones. But some good stuff going on up there. And uh, this time of year, there's been another exciting apex predator that shows up when the tunas come out. And a lot of people don't know about them. They're called mako sharks. They're the only shark species that does not urinate through their skin, which means that their meat is actually very tasty. And they're also a tuna killer, so they end up eating a lot of the tunas that get hooked. So when folks catch them, they see one swimming around, the man in the blue suit, they call him. They're just a beautiful, scary-looking shark, extremely intelligent. They've been getting caught as bycatch, and when they get hooked, they jump. They sky out of the water, do backflips. It's an incredible sight to see, and a friend of mine, Captain Brett Tucker, recently killed a 561-pound mako shark that drugged them four miles in a -a three-and-a-half-hour fight and, uh, you know, they're not endangered. Folks folks have this conception, Don, that, that sharks are endangered and we need to protect them. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I've never seen more sharks in my entire life as I've seen in Venice. They are sometimes a plague on the fish there. And anyone that's fished out of Louisiana will probably agree with me that there are just too many. And even the shark fishermen down there say, you know, we need more, we need more tags. They were out there recently and they get 45 per day and they, they could sink the boat with them right now. So, Maybe something that wildlife fisheries needs to look at. NOAA needs to assess because they're starting to hurt our other fisheries, I believe. And um, it's a big controversy down there. But not only do they eat your fish, they take a lot of tackle, too. Hammerheads are thick right now. But all in all, the tuna bite really heats up in, in March. As we mentioned, it's the biggest month probably for tuna fishing in Louisiana. All the inshore stuff's heating up, too. And it's just a great time of year to get outdoors, get out of that cabin fever from the winter. And now with COVID shutting down, Folks will be out getting back to their normalcy soon. Hopefully, speaking of normalcy, we get Don's voice back next week. He is chomping at the bit to talk to y'all. I know this is hard for him to sit quiet for two hours, but he's going to go do some turkey scouting and hopefully find his voice in the woods as well. Because if there's anywhere to find it, it'll probably be out there. But I appreciate everyone for tuning in this morning and listening to me ramble for two hours. It's been a pleasure being a guest host, and hopefully we get our man with the voice. The voice of the outdoors, Don Dubuque, back next week.